This is the ESPN College Football YouTube channel, the Matt Berry Show with Dan Mullen. As we do each and every week, we preview the upcoming week of the college football season. Coach, we brought the show on the road. Yeah. We're here at Coastal Carolina. We're calling Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, Thursday night, 7.30 Eastern, ESPN, Georgia State, undefeated 3-0 for the first time in program history. Shot to clears. All kinds of offense with Grayson McCall. It's going to be a fun game to call tomorrow night. It's going to be awesome out here on the teal turf right now. First time being down here. I can't wait to see the game day atmosphere because you've said me, it's, you've told me it's, it's special. Yeah. Uh, Grayson McCall, I'm, as, as you talk about a household name oh. from the Sun Belt, which yeah. you don't always get, but he is. I mean, four-year starter. It's going to be a special game. So that's a, lot of, a lot of offense. A lot of offense. Point total, don't know what it is, but I would suggest you take the over. Uh, so that kicks off week four of the college football season. We've been waiting for a week like this. Six AP-ranked matchups, one shy of the all-time record, none bigger than Ohio State, Notre Dame, in South Bend. Buckeyes have won five in a row in this series. Going back to like the 30s, yeah. it was, and all that. And with all the tradition around Notre Dame, you you really think it's it's hard to believe that for five straight times they've lost to Ohio State, or that they've only played five times since the 30s between those two schools. Right. But it's going to be such a great game, I think. You know, when you look at Notre Dame, if you looked at a preseason, you thought, okay, this is the opportunity for Ohio State to get a quality win. Mm -hmm. Uh, on the road at South Bend. I think when I've watched, when you're watching uh, Estimate run the football, the yep. physicality of him running the ball and their offensive line allows the time for the passing game and Sam Hartman to work. And one thing Sam Hartman's always been able to do is put the ball and push it down the field vertically. I think this is an extremely well-balanced offense from Notre Dame. Yep. Ohio State hasn't been tested. The defense has looked a lot better. They haven't been tested this year. Now, we know on the other side of the ball, the thing that's going to be interesting, uh, you know about the running backs, the receivers, the skill that's out there on the field. For the Buckeyes, yeah. For the Buckeyes. I mean, it, it's everywhere. Can they get the ball to those guys? That's it. That, that's, been the, that's been the question. That's been the problem the whole season. And so how's that offense going to look going on the road? At times... You see star players in their offense this year. So far this year, we've seen guys just disappear. Mm -hmm. And that's not what you want. And that's what Ryan Day's got to get figured out in a tough road challenge against a good Notre Dame defense. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame gets it. Now, I, I wouldn't. I, I think it's, I think, I mean, I, I looked at the point. I, I think Notre Dame wins, possibly cover. I think it's going to be a really tight game. Here's what I'll say about Notre Dame in these type of games, Coach, is that they've always been able to get you up front big physical guys where they've had a problem in a big game against teams in the playoff or let's say against Ohio State is the speed can their secondary keep up with the speed of Marvin Harrison Jr. Emeka Buka, Travion Henderson coming out of the backfield Notre Dame's problem hasn't been size and strength it's been speed yeah and, and that's going to be the question because but I think w what the benefit that Notre Dame's going to have is with Sam Hartman I think they can score with him a little bit no question and I think that is something that could they might not be able to keep up with the speed all day. Yeah. However, when the speed shows itself, they're going to be able to respond and score on the offensive ball, uh, offensive side of the ball, and keep up with Ohio State. So that one of the marquee games on Saturday. Another one we want to hit on previewing Week Four. You've got Alabama and Ole Miss. This one's interesting to me for a couple of reasons. One, Nick Saban about phase this week decided Jalen Milrow is once again going to be the starting quarterback after a candidly a, a bad performance out of the quarterbacks a week ago in Tampa. Weather was bad. Nonetheless, you shouldn't have that happening at South Florida. Part one. Part two, Alabama is a touchdown favorite against Ole Miss, who has been challenged. They've played Tulane. They look good. Jackson Dart looks good. I mean, 
I think Ole Miss should be the favorite in this one. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I think a lot of that you do, th- you think that. Now, let's get this straight. Alabama's still a really good football That's team. That's right. And I think the offensive side of the ball, I, I, well, I'd love to be a fly on the wall to see how this is all played out. I thought early in the year they would be a two-quarterback offense. Right. And maybe, you know, of, uh, you know, it's t- who, who was making all the decisions? And, and I don't not saying I think Nick's not in charge of running the program, but having been in there, sure. Nick's going to come in. Tommy Reese says, hey, this is the guy that's best performing. I like this guy, this fit. Who made decision one to go with, uh, with Jalen Miller to start the season? Right. Who made decision two to make the switch? And who made decision three to switch back is really interesting on the coaching side of things and the makeup with a first-year coordinator Mm -hmm. trying to adapt the Alabama system into his system and figuring out how the quarterback fits. Right. But they still play defense. They still run the ball. They still can run the ball. They're still Alabama, you know, and they know how to win. Now, the thing to me, the big shock to me is the offensive line. Okay. Last because week wasn't good. No matter who's been a quarterback, right. they've gotten sacked. That's right. And that's where we're used to seeing, hey, Alabama recover and make up some problems or, or fix issues mm-hmm. with when it all collapsed, the offensive line's dominant. Yeah. You know, you're used to seeing whether it's we're going to run you over mm-hmm. or Bryce Young or Tua Tagovailoa, they they just standing here like it's a seven on seven. Like, I mean, there's no one ever near them right. throwing the ball down the field. This year, we're not seeing that. So that's kind of the weakness. I'm with you. I, that line that's kind of is surprising yeah. me because I think Ole Miss has looked really good. They played a tough game and won yep. on, uh, on the road. I, I, that's a surprising game for me, but always hard to go against Nick. I, I, I don't know that I'm jumping up and down. To, I don't know I want to touch that one yeah, with it, the line. And you hit on it, too. I, personally, I think – after the Texas game, Saban may have said something to the effect of, okay, is Buckner, can he run the Tommy Reese office because of the familiarity? Yeah. But it showed it didn't work. And I firmly believe this. I believe now is Tommy Reese's opportunity to elevate his job or be in trouble with his job. Because now he knows Jalen Milrow is the starting quarterback moving forward. Coach, here's your quarterback. There's a skill set. Make it work. Make it work. That, that's, that's, I, I think finally Nick came in and said, this is what we're going to do. Here he is. This is done. Uh, and I bet Nick is a defensive guy. I imagine he spent an awful lot of time on the offensive side of the ball this week. Said, okay, we're going to get in here. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to see an offense that's going to be a little bit more quarterback run oriented. Which, by the way, otherworldly talent, Jalen Milrow. How do you hone that in going into this game? I think this could be Lane Kiffin's year, but that one, 330 Eastern on Saturday. Cannot wait for Ole Miss, Alabama. A trio of AP ranked matchups in the top 12, or in the, in the Pac 12. Trio? First of, time ever. I mean, unbelievable. First Pac-12. time ever. So you've got uh, Oregon State, Washington State, the two teams left behind in the Tupac out on Bailfish, out of Jail, California, dreaming. Tupac. Um, part one. Part two, you've got UCLA. UCLA's got Utah. That's going to be a hard hitting game. Dante Moore, true freshman for the Bruins, has been really, really good. But I want to focus on Colorado going up north to take on Oregon. Every week, what do we hear? This is the week Dion gets got. This is the week Colorado gets got. I'm going to tell you, we were there till 2.45 a.m. on Saturday. Taking he's, it all in. We took it all in. He still didn't get got. What do you see this week in Eugene? I, you know what? I see, one, you, you take Travis Hunter out of the equation, and I think he's going to be missed more on the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball uh, as a two-way player because I've watched him. 
they have Shador Sanders, and he spreads the ball around. Yep. It's not a one-man show offensively. They have a lot of skilled athletes on that side of the ball. So I think they're going to score points. But one thing we know about Oregon, so are they. And yep. they're going to score a lot. And the one, th you, you know, the Colorado's defense is ranked in the uh, in the hundreds in every defensive category. They're not in the top 100 in any defensive category. Which isn't category. good going against Bo Nix. It, it's not. And it's at Oregon. I don't know that, you know, this is going to be a, an environment that's going to be ready for them. The one that gets me on this game. And I, listen, they didn't build those beautiful buildings out in the desert by making mistakes. <laughs> no, they didn't. The 21 points on this one is, I really. I, now remember, Colorado was 22 point favorites against Colorado State a week ago, so they were horribly wrong in that one. Yeah, but they score. Yes, they score. Yeah, you're right. So, so I listen. I, I, you're, listen, if, I if I don't know about if Colorado was favored big, I wouldn't feel good. Okay. But as an as an underdog, there I think they're going to be able to score points. Okay. Uh, and if they can't, this is a statement game for Oregon because we know they play offense. Someone in the Pac-12 is going to show up with a great defense. Yep. Dan besides or besides besides you, Tom. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Which we know they play unbelievable defense, but they're going to smash mouth. They're going to play a different game than everybody else in that league. Right. If Oregon's defense shows up and stops them, that's going to make a statement for where they can be in this league. Because Colorado is the most talked about team in college football, in the NFL, in sports. Yeah. And Dan Landing's got to be licking his chops. Say, you know what, Dion? I respect what you're doing. I respect your talent, Dylan Edwards, one of the fastest. Fa I mean, he, they've got ball players everywhere. Nothing he wants more than that team to show up at his yard with all of everyone talking about it. Hey, forget about Oregon. Yeah. Everyone talking about Colorado. And what is a statement weekend for the Pac-12, which, by the way, so good, let's blow it all up. That's what it is. It's, it's, you, it's, and Utah-UCLA now. I mean, what a game that is. Yeah. We, early in the season, we keep saying Pac-12 is going to be the most exciting conference to watch this year because they all play each other and there's some good teams. What I think we realize is they're all playing each other, but they're not good teams. Right. They're great teams it's, this year. I mean, what, you think of all the attention and what Colorado's doing. You know, we're not talking about USC all that much. We're not talking about Caleb Washington. Williams, Michael Penix Jr. I mean, you're, you're like every Heisman favorite right now. Uh, one, two, and three are playing quarterback in the Pac-12. All of this is to say college football final Saturday night is going to be great. Six ranked matchups to whet that appetite in week four of the college football season. Oh, Iowa, Penn State, we probably scored more points standing here than they were Saturday. <laughs> I don't know what the point total is in that one, but go low in that one unless Drew Allen can get it going. We know Penn State's got the running backs. Dan Mullen, Matt Berry, the ESPN College Football YouTube channel, your week four preview.